Welcome to Fatch TV. Fatch TV uses technology that is feature-rich and sophisticated, yet completely easy to use. Besides live, on-demand, and radio streaming services, we offer brand building, advertising opportunities, and professional services such as web design, video editing, graphic design, and more. Sign up today for your 30-day risk-free trial by visiting us on the web at FatchTV.com. Do you have a special gift that you'd like to share with the world? Then consider broadcasting your message on BTRN. The Bean Talk Radio Network is local, national, and international broadcasting with powerful programs that enlighten minds and change lives. BTRN hosts are passionate about purpose, motivating listeners to confidently move forward in the direction of their dreams. Become a part of the Bean Talk Radio Network today and contribute to positive change tomorrow. We are BTRN, the Bean Talk Radio Network. Experience the power of being. Being explores the various modalities associated with self-help and spirituality. Master divine guidance. Connect to source energy and expand your consciousness. For complete show listings, visit beingwithronash.com. Two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around eight o'clock tonight. What's your bad right show? Welcome to Live 3 to 5 with Ron and Vanessa. We'll be counting around the greatest hits of the 1950s and playing tribute to Doris Day today on Live 3 to 5. We'll see you in a few. Chimes ring five, 
followed me down the street like I knew he would Because the guy is the guy wherever he may be So listen and I'll tell you what this fella did to me I walked to my house like a good girl should He followed me to my house like I knew he would Because the guy is the guy wherever he may be So listen while I tell you what this fella did to me I never saw the boy before, so nothing could be sillier. At closer range, his face was strange, but his manner was familiar. So I walked up the stairs like a good girl should. He followed me up the stairs like I knew he would, because a guy is a guy wherever he may be. So listen and Please don't answer 
Contradictory information here. We do. Um, I'm guessing that the Internet's right. You think so? I think so. I saw it on the Internet, so it must be true. (laughs) We were told that it's Doris Day's 90th birthday Mm -hmm. today. And in fact, the Internet says she's 92 years old and was born April 3rd, 1922. So, Doris, if you're listening, give us a call. Mm -hmm. 561-744-2875. Five six one seven four four two eight seven five. We also have a special guest coming in today. We do. Yes, Joe Vitali. You may have seen him in the movie The Secret. He wrote a book, At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono. Sounds um, Hawaiian. It is Hawaiian. The big kahunas came up with this. Yeah. <laughs> The Kahunas, they're actually the spiritual leaders of Hawaii. So we have a lot of fans of on healing, the wave here. Healing? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a healing and clearing energy. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that. He's a best-selling author. And uh, his book, The Attractor Factor, did really well, too. Uh, Praise for Ad Zero, Joe's new book, was just as I knew it would be. Fabulous. The riveting stories and enlightening insights lifted my spirits. And filled my soul with love. This is indeed a path to miracles. Janet Bray Atwood, co-author of the New York Times bestseller, The Passion Test. So that should be a uh, interesting uh, discussion. We'll talk to him uh, around 3.35 and then maybe we'll bring him back in around uh, 3.50. Ask him a little bit about the book, how it came to be. And uh, about Ho'oponopono. I won't ask you to try to pronounce that. It took me a while. Ho'oponopono. You did really well. You must be a kahuna of the descendant of one. I just love Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good enough, then. Miss Doris Day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the uh, 92 years old. I heard she's in really good health. She's beautiful still. Yeah. Lovely lady. I'm sure she's eating right, exercising. I don't know if she's taking her juicero every day like <laughs> we do. That's why we're so young Youth, and... Youthful, yes. Yes, very true. Doris Day, actor, singer, and um, animal rights activist. I think I heard that they were going to uh, 
talk a lot about that as well at the uh, shindig that I believe happened yesterday. Um, big into animal rights, you know, making sure that our furry friends are protected and uh, considered in uh, all we do. Day's career began as a big band singer in 1939. Her popularity began to rise after her first hit recording, Sentimental Journey, in 1945. Mm -hmm. After leaving Les Brown and his band of renown to try a solo career, she started her long-lasting partnership with Columbia Records, which would remain her only record label. She found something good and stuck with it, stuck I guess. Stuck with it. I kind of had that uh, philosophy. If I'm in something, I like it, it feels good to me, I'll ride it out. I, I think that's wise. Yeah. That's wise. 650 recordings, wow. making Day one of the most popular and acclaimed singers of the 20th century. In 1948, after being persuaded by Sammy Kahn, Julia Stein, and her agent at the time, Al Levy, she auditioned for Michael Curtis, which led to her being cast in the female lead role, Romance on the High Seas. We brought this up before. We did. We did. That's the place for romance. So you're listening to Live 3 to 5 with Ron and Vanessa. We'll be counting around the greatest hits of the 1950s, and we'll be playing songs from Doris Day as a tribute to her 90-slash-92. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to investigate a little further, but I'm willing to bet it's 19, uh, 1922 she was born, so she's 92 years old. God bless her. Absolutely. Still hanging in there, getting around, doing what she's got to do. She may or may not show up to the event, but uh, be that as it may. Gave us some beautiful music. What an mm. incredible voice. Beautiful voice. You know, I really hadn't listened to too much Doris Day music prior to coming on board here, but I've grown to have a great appreciation for her range. Absolutely. And all the movies that she's done. Mm -hmm. Very, very fun movies. Absolutely. Okay, thank you to Richard A. Beno, one of our loving partners. We did get information. From another one of our great partners, mm -hmm. Julie Uram over at Optical Oasis in Fisherman's Wharf. She has the almanac there that tells everything, without a doubt. So the Internet was wrong. wrong. Just because you see it on the Internet, that Go doesn't Julie. make it true. Thanks, Julie. She's 90 years old. going to get back to the music of Doris Day. This next one. I'm going to dedicate this to Julie, just for caring enough to give us a call. Uh, thanks, Julie, again. It's Magic Doris Day. Fantastic things begin. 
Doris Day. You know, if Doris Day was here in Jupiter, you know where I would take her? Shipwreck Bar and Grill. That's right. I would take her to Shipwreck Bar and Grill, 1511 North Old Dixie Highway in Jupiter for some one-pound snow crab. She probably would eat that. It's on special, too, Mm -hmm. so you can't go wrong. That's right. Happy (laughs) hour all day, every day at Shipwreck Bar and Grill. (laughs) Online, shipwreckbarandgrill.com. ShipwreckTakeout.com. Orders are ready in 15 minutes or less. Doris Day and I at Shipwreck. We'll, I guarantee that they'd put a picture up on the wall of us I dining there yes, if, I, if I pulled that off. <laughs> Over the course of Doris's career, she appeared in 39 films. Holy smokes, that's a lot of films. I told you. Yeah. She was ranked the biggest box office star, the only woman... On that list, for four years, 1960, 62, 63, and 1964, ranking in the top ten for ten years, 1951 through 52, and 1959 through 1966. She became the top-ranking female box office star of all time and is currently ranked sixth among the top ten box office performers, male and female, Mm -hmm. as of 2012. She received an Academy Award nomination for her performance in Pillow Talk, won three Henrietta Awards, World Film Favorite, received the Los Angeles Film Critics Association's Career Achievement Award, and in 1989 received the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement in Motion Pictures. They made her last film. In 1968, I was three years old. I wonder if I watched it. <laughs> what was the movie? Do you remember? I don't know what the movie is. Not something else to look into, I mm-hmm. guess. If anybody knows, give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. 
right now back to our tribute to Doris Day, Since I Fell for You. When you just give love and never get love, you'd better let love depart. I know it's so, and yet I know. can't get you out of my heart. You Took my love and now you've gone since I fell for you.
Paul Anka, Lonely Boy, on your number one hometown radio station, WJTW 103.9 FM. We welcome special guest, Mr. Well, Dr. Joe Vitale. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Great to connect with you. I'm really enjoying your book. I've been spending, uh, well, a couple of days, not the entire day, but on the beach in sunny Florida in my lounge chair. Under Lucky the umbrella, you. <laughs> reading your book. Yeah, very it's, nice. It's You're living the life. Yes, it's a rough job. Somebody <laughs> accused me of rubbing it in the other day. <laughs> I said maybe just a little. Yeah, I think you're enjoying it. <laughs> Absolutely. So this book, you've written several books, but this book, At Zero, The Quest for Miracles Through Ho'oponopono, actually came about in a different way than the other books. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? This is the follow-up to a book I wrote seven years ago called Zero Limits. Zero Limits told the amazing story of a therapist who helped heal an entire ward of mentally ill criminals with a Hawaiian healing technique that at that time was top secret. Nobody really knew it in a mainstream way. Mm-hmm. And, and I needed to find out. So I found the therapist. I trained with him. I wrote that book. But that was seven years ago. Uh, it took the world by storm, but in the last seven years, I've heard all the questions, I've heard all the concerns, I've heard a lot of stories, and of course, I've been practicing the method myself for 10 years, and I was inspired to write the follow-up, and that's what the new book is, At Zero. This is the final secret to Zero Limits, just the closing sequel. This is volume two. The Ho'opono Pono Miracles actually came into my life probably a little before that time, maybe about eight years ago. A oh. woman that I ran a center with, Mary Lou uh, Bresson, told me about it. I actually found myself in a situation where I was working with some troubled teens, ADHD, fire starters, and uh, some sexual offenders as well. And it was very chaotic there. And I went back to her. I said, you know, I had the best of intentions, Mary Lou, but I don't think I can do this. It's a little too much for me. A lot of restraint situations going on there, not uh, really what I was used to as far as my daily walk. And she told me a little bit about this Ho'oponopono prayer, and I began to do it a little differently than your doctor friend. I uh, pictured in my mind's eye the faces of the boys in the home, and I recited it over and again on the way to work and you know on the way back. And sometimes even if I was in a church service, I would be mm-hmm. saying it while I was there thinking of the boys. Within a matter of maybe a week and a half, two weeks, it got very calm there, Joe. Mm. Those are the kind of stories I hear all the time, even more so since the book Zero Limits came out. And some of the stories are in the new book, At Zero. But I go in depth here and I tell my own story. I tell the stories like the one you just told. There are, by God, miracles that have been occurring from people practicing this very simple prayer-like technique. Mm -hmm. Everything from healing themselves or relatives or many people who have pets that have been ailing, they've been able to use this to help with their pets. They've done it for relationship problems, financial problems, virtually anything you can name. But, of course, the cornerstone story was that famous one about the therapist helping to heal an entire ward of mentally ill criminals, criminals who had to be sedated or shackled every day. Mm. So it's a little bit akin to what you were just talking about. Yeah. You know, it's an environment where you go, what do I do? How do I make a difference here? And yet this simple method has been profoundly making differences. How did they hope Oponopono prayer really come into existence? Who were the founders of this idea? That's a great question. Well, as I say in the new book, there's two forms of Ho'oponopono. 
the old form has been around for many hundreds of years, and it was more of a group problem-solving technique. When somebody felt that there was a problem, they were injured, they were upset, they would gather as a group, and everybody involved in that incident would have a turn to vent their feelings and their emotions, and usually there was a leader, usually a father figure, it could be a kahuna, it could be a priest, somebody who would monitor everything, and this could last days to weeks, and they're trying to get to a place of resolution where everybody is at peace again. But way back in the 1970s, there was a woman by the name of Morna who was enlightened. She had this experience of divinity telling her the new form of Ho'oponopono didn't need anybody else, that you can actually do the same process within yourself, mm -hmm. that in many ways all the people that you perceive on the outside of you are really mirror reflections of selves within you. And if you went within yourself and you did the whole Ho'oponopono prayer inside yourself while thinking of these people or the situation or whatever the problem happens to be, you can still resolve it. So Morna Simeona is the woman who is credited with modern-day Ho'oponopono. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I wrote about in Zero Limits, and that's the one I write about in the new book, At Zero. It's the modern form that most people are acquainted with because of these books. Okay. All right. We're going to hear more about At Zero, the quest for miracles through Ho'oponopono, Joe Vitale's best-selling uh, book. And uh, you're also a, mu a musician as well, correct? I am now. Three years ago, I decided I was going to learn music, and I actually used Ho'oponopono to dissolve all my fears, mm -hmm. to reduce the time it takes to learn anything. And my seventh album, seven albums in three years, is out this week. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yet awesome. another miracle. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so sit back, relax, enjoy the platters. Smoke gets in your eyes. Ah, nice. Yeah. 
in the still of the night as I gaze from my window at the moon in its light my thoughts are In the still of the night When the world is in slumber Oh, the time's without number Darling, when I say to you Remember when you support our partners, you support Hometown Radio and all we do here. We appreciate it.
And at first it bothered me, and then I thought, well, they, they're not understanding the deeper reason for saying it. It's not an admittance of guilt or wrongdoing. It's an admittance of unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like if I'm going through the grocery store and I'm admiring the tomatoes or cantaloupes and I turn and I bump into somebody, I would naturally say, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean I did anything wrong. It means, oh, for a minute there, I was totally occupied with something else. Mm -hmm. I was unconscious. I didn't see you. Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of those phrases, I'm sorry and please forgive me. What we're really saying to divinity or to God is, I'm sorry that I've been unconscious to my belief system, to mm -hmm. my programming, to the data in my unconscious mind that helped create this situation I'm in. Please forgive me for being unaware. Now that I am aware, I'm asking you to take care of the problem. Thank you for releasing it. I love you for my life. I love you for this clarity. I love you for healing the situation. And everybody and everything involved. There's a real innocence behind these phrases. Mm -hmm. And so when people say, I'm sorry and please forgive me, is a problem for them, they're looking at it as if they need to be punished. And that's not the spirit of Ho'oponopono uh, at all. It's all about unconditional love and radical forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And out of those can come profound healing. Mm -hmm. And profound miracles as well. It's been Absolutely. my experience when I reached that point of immediate forgiveness, mm -hmm. miracles yeah. became very abundant in my life. And that's true for all of us. It's not unique to you or to me, but every one of your listeners that just begins to practice this as a meditation, they don't even need to get either one of my books. Just remember to start saying within themselves, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. They can say them in any order. They can say them with intensity. They can say them as a kind of poetry, poetry or a song. Mm -hmm. But they're addressing it to their concept of their creator. For most people, that'll be God. Some mm -hmm. people might say the word divine or divinity. But we all know what we're talking about. And so you're, you're asking God to take care of this problem through these four phrases. And it's a practice. You just start practicing now. I mean, I've been doing it for a very long time. You apparently have been doing it for a long time. We've seen miracles happen, mm -hmm. so changes can happen pretty quickly when people just start doing the process. Right. Well, and I'm looking at your book and some of the questions and answers, and it says, how long do I do the prayer, you know, for daily? And, you know, the answer is all day. So it's... it's well, for my mind, I, I see that this is so simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost anything. There is no labor involved. It's a simple reminder to do it. When I first started saying the four phrases, I had little yellow stickies up on my computer and my mm -hmm. phone and my dashboard and my refrigerator to remind me to say them. But today, it's now second nature. And even as I'm talking to you, in the background of my mind, there's an audio loop that's mm -hmm. going on. It's very natural. It's very automatic. And it's saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. It's just going on. So at first, there's a tiny bit of effort, just like beginning any new habit. Mm -hmm. But as we remind ourselves to do it, and then most certainly as we see results from doing it, we're encouraged to do it more often. It's such an easy process. I think, why in the world would we want to not walk around saying, I love you in our head? It would just change the, our whole vibration. We'd have more of a spring in our step, and we'd treat each other a little bit better if those were the phrases going on in our head instead of the, the ones that are usually going on, which are very negative, critical, and not too helpful. Well, and especially the thank you, the gratitude, the attitude yes. of gratitude, um, mm -hmm. because there's always something to be grateful for. 
if you look for I it. I totally agree with you. Gratitude is the number one thing we can do to transform any moment in our lives. I was homeless at once. I was in poverty for a very long time, and I kept hearing about gratitude, and I thought, yeah, right, I'll be grateful when I have something to be grateful for. But I had it backwards. Exactly. You have to look around now in whatever the situation is, find something, anything, to be genuinely grateful for. And out of that feeling of gratitude, it will expand until you start feeling gratitude throughout your body. And then it changes your actions, it changes your beliefs, it changes your results. But it all begins by being grateful. That thank you, you mm -hmm. so wisely pointed out, is the open sesame to everything else. It all begins with that spirit of gratitude. Well, it gets you out of your own head and thinking of other people and what you're grateful for as well. So, yeah. Well, life is such a great gift. I mean, we're given oxygen, we're given life, we're just given this so many things that we take for granted. And what we're really saying is let's pause and say thank you. When we do, more of the good things of life start to drift mm -hmm. our way. Absolutely. Okay. At Zero, the quest for miracles through Ho'oponopono, Dr. Joe Vitale. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Joe? Well, whatever people are going through is simply current reality. It can change. It's going to change because that's the nature of life. But mm -hmm. you can accelerate the change and aim it in the direction you want to go by doing a few things like practicing gratitude and practicing the four phrases, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, of Ho'oponopono. Life is a miracle, and you can see it after doing this just a little bit. Okay, you're listening to Live 3 to 5. Thank you, Dr. Joe Vitale. Thank you. Godspeed to all your listeners. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Here's what my sweetheart said Kate said all, said all What will be, will be Now I have children of my own They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly Kate said all,
spellbound by a starry sky. What is there to moon glow when love has passed you by? Then there came a midnight and the world was new. Now here am I so
Doris Day at last. Doris Day, 90 years old. Happy birthday. Released 31 albums, and her songs have spent a total of 460 weeks in the top 40 charts. She had been awarded a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award and a Legend Award from the Society of Singers as well. Mm. In 2011, she released her 29th studio album, My Heart, which debuted at number 9 on the UK Top 40 charts. As of January 2014, Day is the oldest living artist to score a UK Top 10 with an album featuring new material. That's crazy. Wow. She really uh, set the... Standard high. Uh-huh. Very high. Exactly. Her strong commitment to animal welfare began in 1971 when she co-founded... Actors and Others for Animals. She started her own nonprofit organization in the late 1970s, the Doris Day Animal Foundation, and later the Doris Day Animal League, establishing the annual observance Spay Day USA in 1994. The Doris Day Animal League now partners with the Humane Society of the United mm-hmm. States and continues to be a leading advocacy organization. In 2004, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President George W. Bush Mm -hmm. in recognition of her distinguished service to the country. Very nice. Talk about using your fame for the better of everybody involved. We see a few stars doing that even now. Yeah. Reaching out. Very true. Reach out and touch someone just the way Vanessa and I reach (laughs) out and touch you every Thursday and Friday here on Live 3 to 5 courtesy of our partners. And remember, when you support our partners, you support Hometown Radio and all we do. And as always, tell them Ron and Vanessa sent you. We appreciate it. I'll never stop loving you Whatever else I may do my love for you will live till time itself is through. I'll never stop wanting you, and when forever you see my The way it does each time we meet The night doesn't question the stars that appear in the sky So why should I question the stars that appear in my eyes? Of this I'm more than just sure My love will last and endure I'll never, no, I'll never stop loving you
WJTW 103.9 FM, your hometown radio station. That was Doris Day. I'll never stop loving you. Great interview, Vanessa, with uh, Joe Vitale. That was a pleasure to have him on, talking about the Ho'oponopono prayer there from the big kahunas. Listening to Doris Day, a tribute special. The way you look tonight, we heard. You do something to me at last. And that was I'll Never Stop Loving You. We also heard K. Sarah Sarah before the break as well. Doris Day, right here on your hometown radio station. Day has since retired from acting and performing, but has continued her work in animal rights causes and animal welfare. She currently lives in Carmel by the Sea, mm. California. Beautiful area. Have you yeah. been there? No, I haven't. Oh, it's beautiful. It's I'll beautiful. have to put it on my to-do list. Yes, your bucket list, huh? Yeah. She was born Doris Mary Ann Kappelhoff. Kappelhoff, yeah, really? I would have changed my name to Doris Day Stay as well. She's from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Her mom was Alma Sophia and William Kappelhoff, a music teacher and choir master. The youngest of three siblings, she had two older brothers, Richard, who died before her birth, and Paul, several years older. Due to her father's alleged infidelity, her parents separated. Sorry to hear that. But they said there were only allegations. They did not have the technology we have here today. We can subpoena all that electronic information. That's true. Emails. Text messages. Wow. Wow. It's not a paper trail, but it's an electronic it's trail. in the cloud somewhere. Ay, ay, ay. How do we get rid of that? <laughs> uh, she inva- uh, developed an early interest in dance and in the mid-1930s formed a dance duo with Jerry Doherty that performed locally in Cincinnati. A car accident on October 13, 1937 injured her legs and curtailed her prospects as a professional dancer. Isn't that sad? That is sad. I did not know that. She would have been a singer and a dancer. Hmm. While recovering, Day started to sing along with the radio and discovered a talent that she didn't know she had. Day said, during this long, boring period, I used to while away a lot of time listening to the radio, sometimes singing along with the likes of Betty Goodman, Duke Ellington, Tommy Dorsey, and Glenn Miller. But the one radio voice I listened to above others belonged to Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. I wouldn't have seen an Ella Fitzgerald connection there. It's ironic again because an Ella Fitzgerald song popped up earlier, and I Mm. pulled it out to put a Doris Day song in. Maybe it was meant to be played. She engaged a teacher... Grace Rain, after three lessons, Rain told Alma that Doris had tremendous potential, which led Alma to give her daughter three lessons a week for the price of one. Well, she got a deal on it anyhow. Yes, she did. Years later, during the eight months of singing lessons, Day had her first professional jobs as a vocalist in the WLW radio program, Carlin's Carnival, and in a local restaurant, the Charlie Yee's Shanghai Inn. I wonder if that's still in business. I doubt it. 
And that was live radio back then. They sang live on the radio. Wow, back yeah. Then, I, I have you know? done that in Providence on mm-hmm. the WARL. We bring a musician in and they uh, have the acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. We kind of put the microphone in between their mouth and the guitar. And it sounds really nice on the radio. I bet. Even I the bet. AM radio, yeah. It's kind of nostalgic. It was during her radio performance that Dave first caught the attention of Barney Rapp, who saw the girl vocalist and asked if Day would like to audition for the job. According to Rapp, R-A-P-P, he had auditioned about 200 singers mm. when Day got the job. Wow. That's he knew what he was looking for and he wasn't absolutely. giving up. That's right. And when he heard Doris Day, that was it. That was it. He had nothing left to say about that. It was a while working for Rap in 1939 that she adopted the stage name Day at Rap's suggestion. Rap felt that Kapelhoff was too long for Marquis, and he admired her rendition of the song Day After Day. That's Very, a fun fact. That is a fun fact. You know, where do these names day come from? Day After Day. After working with Rap, Day worked with band leaders Jimmy James, Bob Crosby, and Les Brown. It was a while working with Brown and Day. Scored her first hit recording, Sentimental Journey, released in mm. early 1945. It soon became an anthem of World War II. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Happy birthday, Doris Day. Happy 90, 90th, 90th birthday. birthday. Next song up on the list, Secret Love, Doris Day.
One last time, Doris Day. We kind of went through the jukebox on Doris Day we music did. today. That yeah, was fun. But I really like that one. We started it off, so I said, why not as well just kind of wind things down with that song as well. Doris Day, 90 years old. Happy birthday, Doris Day. Doris Day, 90 years old today. Imagine that. While singing with the Les Brown Band and for nearly two years on Bob Hope's weekly radio program, Bob Hope had a program, just mm-hmm. like us, Vanessa. He did. <laughs> <laughs> she toured extensively across the United States. Her popularity as a radio performer and vocalist, which included a second hit record, My Dreams Are Getting Better All the Time, led directly to a career in films. Already in 1941, Day appeared as a singer with the Les Brown Band in a soundy, a Cinemaster production. During her separation from her second husband, George Wielder, in 1947, Day reportedly intended to leave Los Angeles and return to her mother's home in Cincinnati. Hmm. Choice Point Moment brought to you by WJTW <laughs> 103.9M. I say Choice Point because there are these intersections in our lives where we make a choice. Do we stay? Do we go? No, absolutely. Absolutely. You never know. So Doris decided to listen to her manager. Her agent, actually, Al Levy, mm-hmm. and attend a party at the home of composer Jules Stein. Her performance of the song Embraceable You mm. impressed Stein and his partners, Sammy Kahn, and they recommended her for a role in Romance on the High mm-hmm. Seas. That's how it all happened. They were working on that film with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Embraceable You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The withdrawal of Betty Hutton due to pregnancy, left the main role to be recast, and Day got the part after auditioning for Michael Curtis. The film provided her with her first number one hit recording as a soloist, It's Magic, which we did hear mm-hmm. earlier as well. And you'll be able to hear again as this program is on demand via beingwithronash.com. Just hit the Listen Now button. You can listen to all of our shows there. And uh, you can stream with us as well. If you're out of range, you can stream on your cell phone via Streamer, I think, is one of them. And TuneIn is another app that you can use on your computer or on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. It's Magic, followed by Two Bunts, her first number one hit, Love Somebody, in 1948, recorded mm-hmm. as a duet with Buddy Clark. 
Not certain about that, though. I vaguely remember hearing something about this uh, Mm. Buddy Clark. So, I was joking around at the beach the other day. My sister brought a little kind of like mini boombox Mm -hmm. radio. So, I put it up on my shoulder, face in my ear, and kind of did a little, you know, dance, you know. I, I caught a couple of smiles. I bet you did. My sister let them know that I'm not the boyfriend, I'm not the husband, I am the brother. Yeah, the and, dorky brother. Yes, and brothers often brother. have the responsibility of embarrassing their siblings. Yes, I had three brothers, yes. Every chance mm-hmm. we can get, Vanessa, you go. <laughs> All right, we're going to get back to the music. We talked a little bit about Ella Fitzgerald and her influence on Doris mm-hmm. Day, so I thought it fitting to play How High the Moon, Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. Somewhere there's music, how faint the tune. Somewhere there's heaven, how high the moon. There is no moon above when love is far away too. Till it comes true that you love me as I love you. Somewhere there's music. It's where you are, somewhere there's heaven, how near, how far, the darkest night would shine if you would come to me soon, until you will, I'll tell my heart how high the moon. may be wrong, we're singing it, because you asked for it, so we're swinging it, just for you, how high the moon, does it touch the stars, how high the moon, does it reach up to Mars, no, the words may be wrong to this song, we're asking a high, 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 high is the moon. We hope to like high, 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 high is the 
and Screen Pro as well, Danny mm. Livingston. Screen Pro. I'm going to have to call Danny and get them over to the house, the uh, screen area yes, around the pool. There are some loose spots, mm-hmm. and we do have some uh, squirrel damage in the top there. Difficult to mm-hmm. get at. Mm-hmm. You know, they know how to do it, so you know you don't want to be the... stumbling around on top of a stepladder, not really knowing what you're doing there. And if you don't get the screen in right, you're not going to be happy with it. It's going to mess with your visibility and... You know, yeah. if you if you're doing it to keep the insects out, and if you don't do it right, that's not going to help either. But we had the dog mm-hmm. put his paw up on one of the screens and put a little hole, hole through it, and now you get worried because there's also a cat. And those screen areas are great, you know, if you have your cat uh, loose in there and they mm-hmm. want to get outside, as long as they don't climb the screen. Exactly. We've had an instance where Spirit the cat had climbed the screen got up to the top, and fell into the pool. <laughs> I knew that was Not coming. a happy kitty. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> but, you know, cats out there stalking lizards and whatnot. And whatnot, yes. yeah. We have, we have two cats that live outside, a front door cat and a back door cat. Uh-huh. They bring all kinds of little little gifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a nice way of looking mm-hmm. at yes. it, with gratitude, with gratitude. and appreciation. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you have some screen issues, you might want to give Danny Livingston, a screen pro, a call and have them resolve. It's just the season to get outside, Absolutely. and the uh, bugs are out in full force when it gets mm-hmm. to those evening hours. And it's it's mm-hmm. ironic because... What better time of the day to sit out mm-hmm. on your patio when it's cool in your patio room there mm-hmm. with the uh, screens protecting you and nice breeze and the sound of the palm leaves moving ever so gently, painting a very vivid, vivid picture, picture. Yes. <laughs> with words. That's the writer in me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I have gratitude that we had Dr. Joe Vitale mm-hmm. on today. And talking to us about his book at zero, the quest for miracles through Ho Oponopono. Ho Oponopono. That's right. The final secrets of Zero Limits, which Zero Limits was his first book. Um, some great reviews. Mm-hmm. His book ought to be a movie. Somebody said a masterpiece of storytelling and a revelation on how the Hawaiian healing system of Ho Oponopono really works. Hmm. Barnett Bain, movie producer, What Dreams May Come. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And The Celestine Prophecy. I also enjoyed that one as well. Wow. Barnett Bain. He liked it too. Doris Day's birthday today. I want to thank everyone for joining us for a tribute to Miss Doris Day. In 1950, U.S. servicemen in Korea voted her their favorite star. She continued to make minor and frequently nostalgic period musicals such as Starlift, The West Point Story, On Moonlight Bay, By the Light of the Silvery Moon, and Tea for Two for Warner Brothers. Her most commercially successful film for Warner Brothers was I'll See You in My Dreams, which broke box office records of 20 years standing during its premiere engagement at Radio City Music Hall in 1951. In 1953, Day appeared as a title character in the comedic Western-themed musical 
Calamity Jane, I remember that mm-hmm. one. Winning an Academy Award for Best Original Song for a Secret Love. Between 1950 and 1953, the albums for six of her movie musicals charted in the top ten. Three of them at number one. After filming Lucky Me with Phil Silvers and Young at Heart with Frank Sinatra, they chose not to renew her contract with Warner Brothers. She elected to work under the advice and management of her third husband, Marty Metcher, whom she married in Burbank on April 3rd, 1951. More Doris Day trivia. We want to thank all our partners once again, because without them, we wouldn't be able to provide the great music and commentary we are able to bring to our listeners. I want to thank all our listeners for joining us today. We appreciate it. And uh, if you'd like to connect with uh, Vanessa or I or mm-hmm. any of our guests, past, present, and future, you can do so at beingwithronash. Dot com. That's beingwithronash.com. Be peace, everyone, because peace becomes you.
take a trip to California and leave my poor sweetheart alone. If he has a dog, he won't be lonesome, and the doggy will have a good home. How much is that doggy in the window? The one with the waggly tail. How much is that doggy in the window? I do hope that doggy is for sale. I read in the papers there are robbers with flashlights that shine in the dark. My love needs a doggy to protect him and scare them away with one bark. I don't want a bunny or a kitty. I don't want a parrot at all. I don't a bowl of little fishies. He can't take a goldfish for a walk. How much is that doggy in the window? The one with the waggly tail. How much is that doggy in the window? 